Hello everyone and welcome back to You Know Who, your favorite in the life of a conspiracy theorist, Double D. As your host today, we will be taking a look at the asteroid that apparently we're going to be able to see by our satellites and you astronomers out there, point your telescopes up into the heavens because you're going to get to see Apophis. That's right, Apophis, the Egyptian god of chaos, is going to fly by next month. Now, what is I, I find extremely alarming about this is that this is not the first time this asteroid will be coming by. You have probably seen the books dealing with Wormwood, the prophecy that comes out of the book of Revelation, and also is talked about in the book of Joel, Acts, and the book of Matthew, chapter 24, where the sun will be darkened and the moon will turn to blood. In other words, something that falls and hits the sea is what is talked about in the ancient text. And it's called Wormwood because it pollutes the water, makes it bitter, makes it, the whole, everything from it becomes bitter. And I got to tell you, an asteroid coming and slamming into the side of our Earth would definitely fit that category. Now, the asteroid Apophis was first spotted by astronomers back in 2004. Then shortly thereafter, researchers worked out its orbited path and found that the 340-meter-wide asteroid would pass near Earth in 2029, again in 2036, and again in 2068. More studies show that there was little chance of the asteroid striking Earth, thus it is discounted as a threat. But it's interesting. It's interesting because when it first came out as 99942 Apophis, it was believed to be a near-Earth asteroid, one in which if it got caught by the pull of our gravity, it would pull it into our Earth. Now, I know there's a lot of flat earthers out there. And trust me, I too don't believe that the earth is in the shape in which NASA tells us that Fort Tongue organization that came in and helped take over the United States. But as I sit here and looking at this, and I look at the side where it says is there, there's a firmament, and with that firmament... You know, does that mean we? there's no space out there? We don't know. We really don't know. I mean, I do find it interesting that we claim to know more about outer space than we do our own oceans. If we had the technology to go to space, to that unknown, why is it that we have not gone to the unknown here within our own oceans? It's always been baffling to me. That's why I've always not really believed that we went to the moon. Not in the way they claim we did. But I do have to say, if this is true, if this is true, 
then you're looking at a 1,120-foot-wide, 340-meter-wide asteroid that could wreak havoc in our world. I saw recently uh, a, the gentleman that goes by Dr. Um, Tom Horn has a book that came out uh, called The Wormwood Prophecy. And it talks about this. This is what got my my attention with this. Again, his book is now out, and it kind of got my attention again dealing with the subject of this asteroid. I do find it interesting that it is going to pass, as they claim, in our orbit three times. And to me, God always shows us signs in the heavens. And the question is, is that is this God given mankind three chances to repent three chances to repent or is it all just circumstance but I want to throw something else in here just with my wonderful conspiracy thinking we know that CERN and the Large Hedron Collider is one of the most powerful magnets. Matter of fact, its pull is sometimes has been known to actually sit there and cause problems um, with the moon. And the question is, if we were sitting here and CERN cranks up the Large Hedron Collider around these times just to see what the magnetic pull would be like, what would happen? What would take place? But CERN clearly tells us that their whole goal, their whole plan in life is to go to parallel universes, to go to parallel worlds out there. To be able to find this parallel world, one in which we could pull something out or put something in makes me wonder that if the God of Chaos, which I find interesting that they named him the God of Chaos, which would also go along the lines of the Destroyer. So that's Apollyon. Amadon. Could they in so many ways be telling us that they're getting ready to open up the heavens to have enough force and power? To be able to bring a God out of Tartarus. I know. It's crazy, right? To even be thinking that is absurd. It's mind-boggling. How is that possible? How could that be possible? So the question is, why has CERN been so quiet? For these four years. Why is it now? And I want to mind you. The United States just bombed Syria again. Four years. Of no war. Not where we in the United States didn't initialize the war. I should say. So, all of a sudden, the last 
year we were put into the mindset of Tara over something we could not see, but yet was supposed to be as deadly and take our life away from us without us being able to bat an eye. And that dealt with COVID-19. Coronavirus. They quickly changed the name to COVID-19 due to the fact that so many people were making a joke about it and comparing it to Corona the beer. And then they come out with these vaccines on top of vaccines. And now the strands mutated. And all it is is just a new strand of the flu. But yet they've had us in terror and fear and people have been rioting and and all this negativity within this past year, all that negativity gives power to something. All that energy, all that energy has to go somewhere. It just doesn't just go away. That energy, that, you know, it says that what you speak into existence, mind you, you have to understand it was setting us up for this year. Immediately in this year, we go and immediately the U.S. bombs another nation. Your blood sacrifices have begun again. We sit there and go, no one has a right to attack and bring terror to our civilians. But isn't that what we're doing to the ones that are in those countries? Those innocent children that have, you know, and women, even some of the men. I just begged the question, how were we able to not have any of these conflicts for over three and a half years, almost four years, these conflicts was 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 just calm. You weren't having anything coming out of Iraq, nothing coming out of Iran, nothing coming out of Syria, nothing coming out of Russia, nothing coming out of Israel. It was quiet. It was almost peaceful if you will. And then the great terror of COVID came in and in doing so began to fuel those spirits and the sorcery and the sex magic and the dark magic. This out there started to fuel them and all they had to have was a blood sacrifice to offer up to their god, Apophis, the chaos god, the asteroid, the doomsday asteroid, just a passing rock? No, I tell you it is not. This asteroid, Apophis, is given a god's name for a reason because it has given us and letting us know who the elite and the Illuminati and the evil of this world, which god they are representing. Because you take a look at the events with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and you look at the chaos, and then the chaos begins again with the transgenders. We went 
almost four years without having to worry about the debate on who could go to whose bathroom. And now they want to stop children from being able to have their hormones so they get to choose what gender they want to be. You cannot tell me that this is a coincidence because it is not. To have the God Apophis, the God of chaos, and everything that's happened within this past year and this new presidency, chaos at the polls in the United States. Chaos and confusion that the government that the, the election was rigged and was stolen. Chaos of a disease that is shutting down businesses, but as soon as a Democratic president comes in, everything is opened back up. All honoring the God and making the sacrifices to that God for whatever purpose the end game is, we have yet to understand nor see the direction of the end game. We're looking at the God of chaos being honored right now. And it has to beg the question, if the God of chaos is being honored and given a blood sacrifice with innocent blood, children who do die would be a virgin Sacrifice. Why do you think they have these wars and there are kids that get killed? It's chaos that they are ensuing. The Discovery Channel comes out and says Apophis will pass close to Earth in the year 2029, but there is very little chance it will hit us. But that is not what NASA said. Back in 2004, the first passing by we will be able to see in March, they go on to say, and then it'll have a closer pass that will come to the Earth again around that same time in the year 2029, a year when astronomers once wondered if the Earth would, would strike our planet. We know now Apophis won't hit Earth anytime soon. That's what they claim. It's not what they said back in 2005. On Sunday, it says here, as the asteroid draws near, it will also make another pass. As a bright star. I saw a bright star fall from the heavens to the earth. It says that in the scriptures. On Sunday, February 21st, at around 11.50 p.m. Central Time, Apophis will move across the face of the distant stars, creating what astronomers call a, a quotation. It's like a miniature version of what happens when Earth's moon eclipses the sun. Such occultations are a great chance to learn more about the size and shape and capa the capacity of the planetary bodies. Let that sink in. The telescope 
that tells us that uh, they will have their eyes up there. The eyes in the sky are the Earth's surface of the Pacific Northwest all the way to South Africa. They believe, they believe that we saw it again in the year 2012. How many of you remember the asteroid that the picture was going around everywhere on all social media that this asteroid that had the face of a skeleton? This is Apophis. that took place in the year 2012. You can see close-up images of the pictures that they took of it in October 31st, November 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 6th, 8th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. Why would they be taking so many pictures of it? Because they said they were trying to figure out its trajectory. Honoring honoring the god of chaos telling you that there's a no way it's going to come anywhere near the earth but they won't know until it is proven its trajectory when it gets into and deeper into our solar system they say but nasa wants to silence the conspiracy theorists and the doomsday doomsdayers by saying there's a one in a five, one in a hundred and fifty thousand chance it would actually hit the Earth at that time. So if that's the case, I ask this question: Why are astro uh, astronomers so keen to observe Apophis, even if the odds of a devastating impact are so low? Why would astronomers? want to keep their eyes locked in on Apophis because they have no idea what is behind it. Yes, you heard me right. They have no idea what is behind it. They can only get, they say, they can only get the images of it up front towards them in a black and white picture frames. Well, what really radar and stuff. But what if it is to be the herald of the things to come? I find it interesting that so many people just discredit in every way, shape, form, or fashion in their minds the Bible. That in any way that they can to say that the Bible is flawed, is not able to to be reliable, to be something to be used for an explanation of the world that we live in. I find it interesting that this is the scripture that really goes into the details of the things that's coming. 
that we deal with this catastrophe that is mentioned in the 8th chapter of the book of Revelation. And I'll read out the ESV because that will make it easier for those who don't, can't follow or don't really understand that these and the thou's from the King James. Now the angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, <clears throat> censer and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of the saints on the golden altar before the throne and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth and there were Pearls of thunder, rumbling, flashing, lightning, and earthquakes. Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow. And we're going to see where they deal with this at the second trumpet. Something like a great mountain, it says. A great mountain. What does an asteroid look like? It looks like a mountain. Something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. Do you want to know where they actually projected Apophis would actually hit back in 2004 and 2012? Off the coast of California. Not landfall, but projected that it would actually hit the ocean off the coast of California. And a third of the sea became blood. A third of living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Well, guess what? We have. That is a huge, huge center of deporting goods to America and from America. Ships all around the world are there. And yet, we're supposed to take it as a coincidence or take it as the Bible is not reliable or just even take it as the fact that NASA's told us that this isn't going to happen. I don't want this to happen, and I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying don't disregard something. Always be prepared for something. There's nothing wrong with a little ounce of cure. Because you never will know what you need. It's the reason why when I end my shows, I always say, pay attention to your surroundings because you don't know what lies around the corner. You need to be prepared. You need to prepare your families. If anything with COVID that taught us is that people are not prepared. And not only are they not prepared, they don't have the provisions that they need in their house. And on top of that, take a look at Texas getting hit by a snowstorm. To them, it was like an apocalypse of snow. They were not prepared because they didn't take in the account of the preparations that they were going to need to do. I found it interesting that when I started reading the Bible, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the biggest handbook for preppers. 
This is the biggest hand book that you can own that would make you a prepper. You could just go by the story of Noah and recognize that Noah was a prepper. He prepared for that in which he did not have a clue that was coming, but he still was preparing for it because he was told something was coming. I'm telling you, something is coming. It might not be an asteroid that hits the coast of California. I have seen a lot of flat earthers. And don't get me wrong, I love my flat earthers. I'm right with them on the fact that I don't believe that the world is the shape of a globe. When you have scientists saying it looks like a pear, it looks like a football, it looks like an egg. And I swear, every picture that NASA shows us is the perfect daggum circle. Not even a sphere. A circle that you would cut out of a piece of paper. And so I know in my heart that the earth does not look the way NASA, the fork-ton deceiver, has made it out to be. But I don't sit here and say that there aren't other planets and other things outside our firmament because the scripture tells us that there are. And I have no idea how big our firmament really is. Because if you put it into perspective, if you say there is a firmament and it is huge and you go by what the scripture says, then the sun and the moon mean they are inside the firmament and everything outside that firmament is in God's domain. So we don't know what's in God's domain. And I know people will sit there and say, well, if God is a loving God, why would he allow Apophis, the asteroid, to come? Because you've given it its name. You've given him his honor. You have rejected the one true God for the chaos God. I mean, for real, people, would you sit there and see someone that's heavily armed breaking into your neighbor's house, and it's not your house, but it's your neighbor's house, and they're across the street. Would you assume it was your responsibility to go and save them without knowing the situation? Without knowing what was going on and happening? Maybe they invited the, the individual. Maybe they were coming over and they were getting ready to play, you know, Call of Duty. They just got really up in the garb and was ready to go. No, you would sit there. I know it sounds bad. It sounds awful. But that is human nature. What, what, what really bothered me is that a psychiatrist told me one time, he says, here's a scenario for you. And this is what we, we look at. And this is where, for me to be able to counsel people, you have to take classes and you have to take stuff to be able to do stuff like that. And with this, he said... You will have a man sitting there and a woman standing there yelling at each other. And let's say the woman goes to walk off. The guy grabs her by the arm and turns her around. Maybe she slaps him. And the next thing you see, he's beating the living hell out of her. And he said, 
man's self-perversion, self-preserving themselves will sit there and rationalize and say, someone else will step in and they will allow that lady to be beat or that man, if there's a group of them, to to beat the man. Because self-preservation will sit there and say, someone else will step in. But if even you are not going to step in when you know there's something you should to do is right, why is it whenever we sit here want to blaming the God of creation and his son, Jesus Christ, for everything that's going wrong in this world and not even give it to the dues? are the ones that's actually doing it, which is these evil gods. And yet, our own government facility, NASA, is sitting there naming these things after, after other gods. And our government, and the ones that we have in power that represent the people agree to that name which makes us as a nation makes us as a world subject to that name because we don't stand up against it demand it be called something else I know it sounds crazy you're thinking it's just a name but one thing I've learned as a demonologist a name is powerful. A name is extremely, extremely powerful. And I'm here to tell you, we've already seen how the elite have already started giving this thing power out of chaos already. Some flat earthers think that what they would actually do is they would let off an atomic bomb so big and powerful it would feel like it got, we got hit by an asteroid. And I I mean, to be honest with you, I, I at first thinking about that, I was like, that's just ludicrous. That's just insanity. And I started thinking, and I was like, wait a second. We make wars for no other purpose to the make wars for the elite to have their blood sacrifices. It's been this way all the way back to the time in which the first murder happened. Cain and Abel. Cain didn't stop from killing. And neither did his ancestors, neither did his children. You see it too by Cain kills someone and he brags about it. On down the line, you see that Nimrod is a hunter among men. That means he hunted down his fellow brethren like cattle. So already we're seeing that bloodshed is a common trait by these elite. And it has been since the very beginning. And they're giving these things power. And they want your fear to give it more of your energy. 
these wars, these wars that are taking place is to make you give up your energy to the energy that they want to control. And it's very important to understand these things. Tells us the third angel blew the trumpet and a great star fell from heaven blazing like a torch and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of the waters and the name of that star is Wormwood and the third of the waters became Wormwood and many people died from the water because it was made bitter. You have a mountain that comes down and hits the sea and then from that you have these other stars blazing like torches that fall and hit the springs right then and there. You're seeing that there is something behind the asteroid that pollutes our waters. And NASA says they have no idea what is behind this asteroid. You can take it with a grain of salt. You can do with this information whatever you choose to do. But I tell you, do not take this information in fear. In fear. Do not take this information in fear. Take this information and use it to prepare. To prepare. Isaiah 37, I'm going to leave you with these, these passages here. Isaiah 37, 6 says, Isaiah said to them, tell your master this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard, those words with which. 40 verses 9. You who bring good news to Zion, go to the high mountain. We must understand that, that we must not fear. Genesis 15.1 says, After this, the word of God came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield and your very great reward. Let that sink in. God has us and we should not be in fear. It's important not to live in fear. And don't let your fear fuel what these elite want it to give honor to, which is their gods, which are the fallen. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies on the corner. And this is Double D, your In the Life of a Conspiracy Theorist.